I'm recording. I'm I'm recording. Woo! Okay, that's good. Rock on. All right. And then uh, I think I do this. Hello, everybody. Is this a different voice than you're used to hearing on the greeting? It is. And I'll tell you why. It's Melissa Brilliant here with John Buchanis. Hello. Wait a minute. Is somebody missing? I know. Yeah. Jessica is in crunch time at the end of her Kickstarter, and she is unable to participate. What? Wait a minute. So a Kickstarter, she puts yeah. something up on the internet, and then people either click and do it or they don't so what's the deal like what is she what's i know it's ending but what does she have to do i don't get what she has to do maybe this is her way of saying it's not you it's me maybe she's done with us and this is just her easy slip out i'm thinking that because for the simple fact is she's at her house everything's set up you dear listener i was going to jump on you for you know how you're disappointing the audience because we're not Live on Facebook. And hey, I, I love that uh, emergency room chic you're wearing there right today. <laughs> but dear listener can't hear it. It's actually a floral top. It just happens to look like yes. a blue and white gown from the emergency room. It does. Yeah, that's I, not and good. you listen, we had a little chat before we came on here. You called me when I was in my truck. And the thing was that you don't howl much i wanted to say so many times like hey i love that emergency room chic you're wearing but i saved it for dear listener and yeah we're here for you dear listener right we're giving you all the good stuff yeah back to jessica i don't so you took your whole setup down to florida you're down there with the family you're set up in your room and you're here to record you think you know the show is important to you See, I see that. Okay, so and you didn't you you didn't want to have the show. Let's not, you know, most people go on vacation and say, ah, you know what? This is episode seventy-five. It doesn't matter that we miss an episode. Not Melissa Brilliant. She takes her (laughs) stuff. She throws her family out of the house. Go get ice cream, and then here's Jessica, who could just go into her room, and I don't understand. For a seven-day vacation, for one hour of podcasting, I brought like 11 pounds extra in my backpack just to get it down here. All the recording stuff, the computer, the microphone, the nonsense, the headphone, everything. And I was prepared to go live also. I was prepared to- Not in that to, shirt you weren't. Well, well <laughs> you would get more credibility for mocking me if other people got to see it. Uh, don't you think I didn't screenshot that? Oh, I have the screenshot. Oh, super. That's just terrific. <laughs> That's just terrific. Um, John, how was your week? It's been a week. It's been a week, but let's wait a minute. Hold on. Because, again, I, I feel bad. I mean, we got to pour one out for Wilby. I mean, we that was sudden. What happened? All right, so that's, so that's my week, not yours. All right, but- yeah, let's start with the – I've had a week. But I want to talk about your week first because I don't want to come you want in. You get and, the sad stuff out of the way yeah, first. I don't want to come out of an up-tempo story into a goddamn dog dying dedication. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you pouring one out for him. I have made a lot of jokes and a lot of comments about this dog who was OCD, used to circle the island in the kitchen before twice before he could go outside. He started fights with the other male 
canine in my pack at home. And so, I mean, but he was also my best friend and my buddy, and he was just to the best. So part of me knows dogs get old and dogs die. He was, he had arthritis. He was a mess. He was on more meds than my Nana was and everybody else's Nana put together. And that was a real pain in the ass. But Wednesday, he couldn't lift his head. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of serious. Let's get to the vet. And getting to the vet, we had an appointment later and he was really bad. So I just showed up at the vet, but putting him in the car, he screamed and he made noises that no one should ever hear from anyone they love or an animal. And you can't explain to an animal, I'm so sorry. I I, I think I heard him putting him in the car. I think he mm. was in pain. And I, I mean, I'm streaming tears down my face. I get him in the car. I get him to the vet. They bring a stretcher to my car. I could have used that stretcher. Bring a stretcher to my car. They take him in. And I don't know, 90 seconds after the vet came racing out and said, come say goodbye to him right now. And it was probably one of the three top worst days of my life. And a lot of listeners might be saying, she's a very lucky girl. You know, we lost uh, a pregnancy pretty late on. We lost a lot of things. This was someone who was here, who counted on me, who looked to me, who understood only me. And it was probably one of my very, very, very worst days, if not the worst day. And I know in the back of my head, he he's okay, he's fine, the dogs come, they go, we had a special bond and that's great and you can mourn that. It's that last day and those sounds and all of that that I think will haunt me for a very, very long time. But yes, I had three dogs, I now have two dogs and a mostly broken heart. And some of it, John, even comes from the guilt of knowing that my life is gonna be easier without him there. I get that, but I got to back up here a little bit because, I mean, there's many a time you've come on this show and you've talked about how, you know, every time you go to the vets, your vet bill has a comma, which yeah. would have never happened to me. And yeah. so I'm thinking to myself, you got a dog that bad and then you have to put him in a car and have to go through that. I mean, you should be able to call the vet and say, hey, listen, you I'm need me. to get out here and bring the big sleep needle. You know what I mean? In case, in case. Yeah. All right, yeah. because I don't I don't want to be able to have to put him in a car and drag here and make his last moments. That's painful. what's haunting me. Right. And it's not you because I know you. You would have done anything not that you would have called 911 and had an ambulance take that dog to the vet if it with was that a, comma. Yeah, with a, with a, <laughs> if it was allowed. So I know that's not you and for you to have to go through that um, you know, it's it's heartbreaking and my heart goes out to you and and your family and all and you know, I'm not a dog person. But I understand dog people. My mother was a dog person. My mother, I don't know if I've told you this. My mother raised standard poodles. She showed standard poodles. Did she really? Yes. She had two, three standard poodles. One of them was a, a champion. One was a champion. But she had it fixed to my horror. because Horror. Yeah, because every time they, that thing pumped, pumped out pups, it was like thousands of dollars, and she says, oh, I don't want to do that to the dog. And I'm like, you didn't have to do anything. The other dog does it, and then this dog has pups. <laughs> you know, she just lays there. The other dog does all the work. Right. But I do, like I said, I know how horrible that must have been, and I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank and you. having to go through that was – and, you know, me, I, so I did my thing. I was like, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm here for you, but you know everything then seemed back to back away slowly. Yeah, just well, I, I mean, I saw the pictures and everything, and then 
I knew you were going on vacation. You had stuff and you had your family there. So yes, I do feel bad about that. But now you're in Florida and how's so far? How's the weather and everything? Very having... sunny. Um, I left my two crackheads at home, my other two dogs. I left them with these two great girls who work um, with my husband at work. And I went to print out the directions page of what to do for the dogs. And it was like six pages. And then I realized Wilby's gone. So I delete, delete, delete. It's like a page and a half now. <laughs> They're normal dogs who have no weird uh, instructions like let this one out this door. Don't let these two look at each other too long in the eye. Don't let this happen. And, and now it's just open the door, give them scratches and kisses and give them a cookie. Call it a day. Like it is night and day. So this girl who's watched them before must be like, uh, I would do this forever <laughs> if they would let me. Yeah, I understand losing a dog. I get it. I've lost two dogs before. It's painful, but it's a dog. They are in another, they're go the whole rainbow bridge thing. Knock it off. This dog is gone. My heart's kind of broken. Theirs isn't. They're gone, right? That's that's the end for them. But here's in the big question. Did you get yeah. the sympathy card from the vet yet? No, that comes with the box oh. of ashes and the paw print that I pick up when I get home. Oh, no. They were so, John, I got to tell you. This is the best vet in the world. I go back there. There are other people at the vet, and everybody's in the back room with me. I'm hysterical crying. I'm petting his face. I'm kissing him. The vet is crying. The five girls who work there who have seen all three of my dogs, five if you count the others, have seen all of my dogs. They know us so well. I'm putting their kids through college. I was just going to say, point. I know why the vet's crying. The vet's <laughs> crying because he just lost thousands of dollars. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But they're they're all like glassy-eyed. Everybody's got tissues. Snot is flowing. The dog I mean, it was it was like it was like a tragic teenager's death in that room. It was the worst thing. And then they were so wonderful. I'm like, you guys, I know you have other patients. You should go. Like, don't they're like, nothing is more important than this right now. And I thought, I, I don't even know what to say. They were just so lovely and so great. So cheers to Affinity Vet. You are the best. I love you guys. And that's enough of me. Florida is awesome. It's hot and full of old people who don't know how to vote or what to do with any political power they have here. And um, did you get any? Not, did you get any massages while you were down there? I heard there's this really good massage parlor in Jupiter City. That's not far from where we were. We went to see both sets of grandparents first before coming. <laughs> um, there's right next to us is a nail salon and then three doors down a spa. And my Whoa. son looked at me and said, wait, what kind of spa? Rub and tug is the name <laughs> of the spa. Rub and tug. <laughs> That's what we said. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe is right. Yeah. I mean, tell you uh, what, give the kids, uh, give the kid a C note and tell them to go find out. Yeah, let, let us know. You deserve it, buddy. You worked hard for your AP classes. <laughs> Here you go. This is from Dad and me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, ask me what happened at 321 this morning. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. What happened? So I am asleep. And of course, you know, for some reason, I had a podcast. I was listening to a podcast when I went to bed, and the phone was on my chest. At 321, a shrieking alarm goes off. And I, I wake up immediately and I go, oh, I don't even know what's going on because I don't know if it's a, it's so loud and it's not an alarm I've ever heard before. And as I move, I feel the phone, I pick the phone up and it says, tornado warning, <gasps> seek shelter now. And I hit the app for the weather, my weather 
uh, channel app, and I look at the radar, and there's this big red ball all on top of o- your house, on top of my house. So I'm like, Ugh. so what happens when a man in his fifties opens his <laughs> eyes? You need forty minutes to. He has to immediately pee. Uh oh. What happens when a man in his fifties is jarred out of his sleep by a siren? You wet yourself. You have to pee <laughs> now. So I jump up and I'm like, do I head to the basement or do I pee first or do I try to make it to the downstairs bathroom? This was, I mean, this was like a 10 second consideration. So I said, ah, I'm going to try it. So I'm heading downstairs because what happens if I'm trying to, does it really matter if I get killed in a tornado that I was trying to make it to the bathroom? So no. I figured if I wet myself down the steps, because I have no idea. And at 321 in the morning, you don't even know. And I've never had the phone do that before. So I'm like, do they know something that I don't know? And how stupid would it be to just sit there and ignore it? You know, so I and as I look, I can see out the window that there's like lightning flashes. And I mean, the whole yard's lit up. It was like Dorothy. You're going to have yeah. a house land on you if you. And I could careful. hear the I could hear the whistling of the wind. So I'm like, that's it. So I come downstairs. I do make it to the bathroom and all that. So I'm down here and I'm waiting. And I felt like the movie Twister, like I'm waiting for, cause I mean, the wind was whooping and I'm waiting and waiting and thunder and lightning and crashing and everything. And I'm, it's so weird now in this time, this day and age, I'm watching the weather on my computer in real time. You know, it's just, re- it's refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I watched the storm go right by me. And it's so accurate that I could actually hear when the wind stopped and, the, and it got calm. And then I went back upstairs again. I guess it was like, I don't know, quarter to four or something like that by the time I got back upstairs again. But I'll tell you something. You want to get a, a nice adrenaline rush, have something like that go off. And then the, the alarm. Other, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing is I'm watching social media down here and then you see things on Facebook pop up like, how many, is anybody actually going down the basement or is anybody actually seeking shelter? And I'm like, I am. I'm no fool. Well, I love that you asked, do they know something I don't know? Yes, John. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's why they sounded an alarm. They know where the winds are and the tornadoes touching down. Get your ass in the basement right now. Yeah, because at first I had no idea where the, the noise was coming from. It's that whole Terrifying. thing. Yeah. And then when I moved, the phone was lit. And then I saw like this red thing and it said, Seek shelter immediately. And I'm like, I don't yes, even sir. know if this is for a tornado or a bomb or what. Because if it's a nuclear bomb, I'm just going outside and putting my arms up because I want to be the first to go. You definitely want to be the first to go. Absolutely. I explained that to my kids. I'm like, you know what? Instead of watching my limbs fall off slowly day by day as yeah. I keep walking to get the mail and I lose an arm here and I'm carrying it back in my teeth, I, I let's move closer. We have... A nuclear power plant super close to us. I think we're actually at a 10 mile mark because we have an alarm that they post around the 10 mile mark. So I don't mind being in the the big fallout instead of waiting over time to. I just want to see a flash of light and that's it. Be over. Yeah, it's just going to be over. So, you know, when I, that whole thing just boom like that and then I saw it, oh, tornado, I'm like, well, that's going to take. That's actually, that could hurt. So, all right, I'm heading, I'm heading downstairs. <laughs> right. If you're not taking me all at once, right. no, I'm, I'm going to try to save myself. Yeah. yeah I, des- I deserve it. Absolutely. All right, John. Here in Florida, well, while being here, 
I take the kids and Stuart to go fishing. I drop them off. I don't fish, right? It's not my thing. So I posted on, I think it was my Facebook page, that on the way back, you know, I am bummed about the dog and I am all about the carbs these days. And I was going to stop at Perkins to get myself some breakfast. Like, you know, fresh baked cookies and chocolate silk pie. Oh. Does that, does that sound like a good breakfast for somebody in mourning? Certainly does to me. <laughs> well, I've worked on the new math with my kids and I've came to, I came to this conclusion. I went in for one big chocolate chip cookie and she said, if you buy three, you get three free. And the next thing I know, I'm walking out with a dozen cookies. You know what it is. Don't try to tempt me with a good deal. <laughs> Right? One. One. I wanted one. And now I had, then I had 12. John, what happened to me? See, I have a feeling that I would have got the same thing. I would have walked in and he says, oh, yeah, this guy's picking up the 12. He's getting the 12. <laughs> you think they call it when, you are, when you're walking in the parking lot on the way in? Well, when the, listen, when I come in and, and, they, and I say, I want a cookie, they're going to be like, yeah, sure you do. Uh, first of all. <laughs> they did it to me, John. They did it to me. Right. Who's, first of all, when I walk in. I'm not getting a cookie unless it's the size of a pizza. I thought I could <laughs> I thought I could hide one cookie. You can't hide a dozen cookies. Sure you can. Why would you try? You know what when the kids come home and Stu comes home and goes, Look what I got for you. Was there any yeah. left when they got home? Sure. I look oh, okay. like a fucking hero in this story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a hero. But did they catch any fish? They did. They caught lunch and we went and we had lunch. There's a place near here that has live music every day. What do you mean they caught lunch? They caught a certificate to a restaurant? What no, do you mean? No, they caught fish. They've caught grouper. They caught lots of fish. Red, I don't know. Fish, I don't, I don't even ask anymore because we get a Ziploc bag. Yes. They clean the fish. <gasps> they throw the heads into the water and watch the birds and other fish eat it. Mm -hmm. I mean, fish eating fish kind of skis me out a little, but... And then we take the Ziploc bag full of cleaned fish over to this super cute restaurant near us where they have live music all day. And it's all of our favorites. It's it's all of the, it's everything from the Jackson 5, which I'm wondering, is it legal if you're not playing Michael Jackson to play the Jackson 5? Listen, I'm telling you right now, here's the thing. And I like the thing that Saturday Night Live did. We have Pete Davidson said, if you have to listen to Michael Jackson, you, you make a donation. You just give make a dollar. A, give Every a dollar. Song. Yeah, give a dollar to some kind of children's charity I or something. It. Yeah, that was really smart. So they play all this great acoustic music and and it's it's really nice. And you sit out by the water and you eat their fish. So they brought lunch home, um, which was delightful. And then of course, dessert is a thousand cookies that mommy couldn't say no to. Because if <laughs> if you get six for the price of three, you definitely get 12 for the price of six, and I only wanted one, so. Okay, so how much does it cost if you bring the entree, as in fresh fish? Yes. How much does it cost for them to cook your fish and bring it to the table and all that? You have all the good questions. I certainly do, uh, because that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Ooh, that's a great idea. I wonder if they have something like that around here. What does that cost? Yeah, it was 12 bucks, and for 12 bucks, we got because we said we could have said this could feed three people, but we said it's one meal. So they gave us one heaping plate full of these fried strips of fish, and they gave us a big bowl of coleslaw. You get to pick a side or two and and French fries, and then that's all twelve bucks. Wow, that's great. 
And the four of us could have eaten just fish, but the kids were like, uh, I don't think so. And they got other like appetizers to add to it. I love groper too. That's a grouper, not groper. No, you like groper, but like the groping. fish is grouper. Grouper, not groper. <laughs> oh yeah, I knew it was not a slip of your tongue. <laughs> when I said groper, I also the only thing that popped in my hive in my mind was grover, like a creepy grover from Sesame Street. Like, oh, he wasn't grouper. creepy. He was my favorite. I understand that, but if you had grover and then you had his creepy uncle groper, <laughs> he would definitely be a creepy uncle. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, also, I told you all down here, we saw my parents and my husband's parents. And I asked my mother all of the questions that we discussed in our last podcast. Mom, do you remember throwing hands full of popcorn on the floor? And she got sheepish. And she said, I didn't want everybody to eat all of those calories. Right. So then I said, how about when you would chew a piece of gum and then tear off the last nub so you didn't eat the whole piece of gum? She said, it's too big. It's too much. <laughs> and and they were more calories. And I thought, all right, I can see where I got some of my, you know, body dysmorphia that I've worked through and now don't care, love me or leave me kind of thing. Right. Okay. Um, so, okay. So I got to back up. She didn't want to eat... So she would rather throw it on the floor. On the floor. And did, was there follow-up questions? Because I have follow-up questions. <laughs> what would your follow-up questions be? It's fucked up. There's no, what, you're fucked up. Yeah, I would have said, did you ever think to seek professional help for that? <laughs> did you ever realize how horrible and how selfish that is? That you would rather throw it on the floor? There's two things. Not only are you throwing it on the floor so your family who paid for it can't eat it. But now you've created a mess that the people have to come in and clean that up, and you don't care. About either one of those categories. Right. Nothing. Yeah. How about the fact that you can buy a smaller tub of popcorn? You don't have to get the big one and chuck it. Well, why do you think he got the big one? Well, because he was fucking hungry, and he could. Yeah. And again, why did I get 12 fucking cookies? Because it's 60 cents more for twice the size. He bought the big popcorn because he wanted to eat a big popcorn. And your mother said, fuck that. I'm throwing this on the floor. You're not getting the big popcorn. So wait, after like 25 years, do you think he said, I'm getting the big popcorn because this fucking bitch throws half of it on the floor. <laughs> I definitely need to get a bigger one if they have it. I'm telling you, if I was your father and I bought a big popcorn and your mother reached in, grabbed popcorn and threw it on the floor, I would dump the popcorn on her. I'm sure he didn't know she did that. He must have been like, oh, I must have eaten all that popcorn. How do you... Wait a minute. So you think this is even getting worse. So you're saying she grabbed a hand of popcorn and why he wasn't looking, she stuck her hand down and just dropped it on the floor without him knowing. Like Shawshank, like Shawshank dropping those rocks in the yard. Yes. That, Andy Dufresne dropping the wall in the yard. Yes. You know, there's been times where Jessica and I said, you know, Melissa's mother... <laughs> Maybe she's not as bad as, you know, maybe it's like a character of a mother. But I have to say, you know what? You can't share this podcast because I need these stories. I need these stories. Yeah, they're bad. Because like, if you think your parents are bad and you're like, you, you, know, you think you had a horrific childhood, Melissa's stories will make you feel better about yourself. 
it's just so weird. It's just so weird. And I even contacted my brother and I said, I know how like her body, everything affected me as a, as a girl at the time and as a woman. How did it affect you as a man? Like what, what influence has that had? And he said he doesn't finish anything on his plate ever. All right. So we're all fucked up. Is what I'm saying. All right, I have to bring a new segment to the show. <laughs> it's called Therapy Corner with Melissa. So now I have to do, I do have to ask this question because it's, it's driving me crazy. Do you think that everything that your mother put you through because that was love to you, as fucked up as that was, that was love to you, that you somehow transfer that to your children? What stops you from doing the same thing to your kids that your mother did to you? Okay, so I see some behaviors and I call them as soon as I see them. And I also talk to them about these things and I say, look, when I was little, I wanted to try things or I was good at things and nobody ever encouraged me to do them. I want to encourage everything. So I think I'm going so far out of the way. You're going the other way. The Completely the other way. Like when I came home from school or my parents never knew my teachers or went to a conference or saw uh, a band thing and I've gone to everything and I tell them, I'm so sorry that I'm so involved in your life. But my parents just weren't, and I want to give you. Tell me to pull back a little. I'll pull back a little, but I want to give you. Oh, I don't see you all back. of the being there that I didn't have. Yeah, I mean, the other day you unfortnighted your son. I did. He's on a seven-day hiatus from Fortnite. <laughs> okay, because from when you the when you talked about it before, you made it sound like it was forever. Um. He did say, you know what he did say to me? He said to both of us yesterday, I could probably sell my Fortnite account because I've got some really rare things in there and make a few hundred bucks. Maybe I'll do that and just be done with it. Uh, Really? Yeah. Huh. That might not be a bad idea. I think we like money. I said, you could still play Call of Duty every once in a while. Yeah, or, you know, there's other things that you could do or, or, or you could start over again. You know what I mean? And go back and, you know. I guess you don't want to start over again. No, but I mean, nobody wants to do that. I just think that, like, after listening to these stories about how you grew up and yeah. that whole guilt thing, and then you know how sometimes parents that their love is, well, the child thinks it's love, but it's actually abuse. Kind yeah, of, sort abuse of. breeds abuse. You're absolutely right. So I try to go far the other direction, and I, I mean, I, I, but for me at least, I say it out loud as I'm doing it. So I not only do it, either see myself do it, say it out loud, and I get, they're part of it. I'm doing this because my mother never did that. I'm doing this because my father, I mean, there were things that they did that I did like. Every time I started a new school, my father would get me a new box of crayons, a brand new box of crayons. I started college, he bought me a box of crayons. It was the sweetest thing you've ever seen. Like, I don't fucking need crayons, but I love that you had a tradition with me and it was, it was lovely. Was it a tradition or did he think, did you still need crayons? I don't know. I I did go to Delaware. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Delaware is an excellent school. How dare you? I didn't say it. You did. All right. There we go. That's the first episode of Melissa's Corner. It's better. It could be, you could call it, it could be worse. You could be in Melissa's family. (laughs) It's the name of that segment. All right. Leaving my family aside, also as a parent, 
I spend my year, John, buying gifts for the kids. Stuart doesn't have any part in in holidays for the kids or birthdays or anything like that. And I do this thing where yeah, I hide busy it somewhere up, in the house. What's that? He's busy picking up poop in the backyard. He has time right. for that. Right, exactly. He's doing all the nasty stuff and I do the fun stuff. I shop. So I hide things in the house so the kids don't find them. But uh, I don't find them either. Oh, then, no. Yeah. And then there's still to this day a pair of light-up drumsticks that light up when you play them somewhere in our home from when Mallory used to play drums. She's not playing drums for probably five, four, four years now. Five years? Um, yeah. So, oops. But I have this terrible habit of hiding and forgetting I bought them and not even knowing where to look if I do remember. My ex-wife did that. She would yeah. buy stuff and forget it and didn't know where it was. And years later, I remember she would go somewhere and she'd go, oh, my God, I just found this thing that I hid for the kids. And it was closed in the kids' outgrew. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. I, re I forget a lot of things now. So if I see something and I buy it, I almost just have to give it to them because otherwise they're either going to outgrow it. Uh, light up drumsticks. She plays guitar now. That's kind of inappropriate. Like there's no... I don't know how, to, if there's something you can tell me to help remember where I put things. Well, I would say you need a stash spot. Like back in the day when you were doing drugs, you always had a spot where your drugs went, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, usually in if you were in the drug culture, you always had yeah. your stash in the same spot and you always knew where that stash was. Now, the kids don't have to know where the stash is, but you always know where the stash is. And it's usually somewhere... I mean, small things, well, I was going to say small things you could, you know, hide in your um, feminine monthly supplies, and then nobody, the kids usually wouldn't go in there, but I don't know, Marilyn might, but, you know, you could hide stuff from Ethan there. Hey, John. Mm hmm When you were a kid. Yes. Was there a spot in your house that you weren't aware of? Like, do you really think anybody could have hidden anything from you growing up? No, because I was yeah. all over the house. But yeah, I don't, but and kids are not at this age. Really? Do you really think that they're all? Yeah, I'll tell you where you hide it. You hide it back in the backyard under some poop. They'll never find it there. <laughs> Stu will be the only one who knows where it is. <laughs> hey, where's those leftovers. earrings I got from Mar Mallory? Uh, third pile left by the big tree. <laughs> That's a great idea. They'd love a scavenger hunt. Here's a map for the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Look under the third steaming divot. <laughs> for your treasure. I, I yes. know. You know, half of me wants to say, I, I, I can't, I have to for the show. You know, Stu's job just got 33% easier. Oh, I think even more than 33%. I mean, he, you know, do you mean because of Wilby? Yeah. Oh, Wilby not, was a pillar? So you mean about not pooping, but right. in the morning when Stuart would get up for work, he would let them all out. But Wilby... You have to go up one staircase, down a different one. You have to come from behind him to scare him out of... I don't, but Stuart and Wilby did not get along. <gasps> so he had to scare him outside, and then he had to... Wilby had to see him in a different room of the house before he would come back inside. So while there is still sleep in his eyes at 5 o'clock in the morning, Stuart used to do a dance from window to window, from staircase to staircase, from door to door, just to get him in and out of the house. So I would say it's more than 30% easier. 
It was a mess. It was really, truly a mess. And now it's not. But uh, it's, it's yeah. So <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that full circle. but No, I mean, he's, pretty, he's probably pretty happy about his now much lessened responsibility. I took the crate down. I put his – everything's gone. There's almost no sign of him there. Um, um, disappointing, dear listener? Yes. What, what well, is – Well, the reason I started – well, the – it's a little late for that now, but disappointing, dear listener, is because we're actually not doing Facebook. Oh yeah, again, sorry about that. Yeah, we're we aren't doing Facebook then, but then Jess didn't show up, and now all of a sudden, you disappointing, dear listener, without video doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, I'm a fucking hero right now. now. Yeah, now you're a hero. Do you know who's not a hero, John? Me? No, you're my hero. Oh, um, thank you. There's a parent of I have a I have a neighbor. And she is a parent of two middle schoolers, and she started posting on Facebook, stay with me, Mm -hmm. about a fellow middle school girl who's pregnant. Not hers? Not hers. Why is she she doing that? What business is that that of hers? Why would she go to social media and out somebody that's pregnant in school? Who does she think she is? I don't like this at all. She, so she's getting all of these answers from all these people. Like, I guess nobody's watching that poor girl. Now now you're trashing the family. This girl is obviously going through. First of all, I don't know that they have a confirmation. I don't know that they're not spreading shit. Probably they're not. But because kids know pretty quickly what's going on with their peers in school. Yeah, we had to it kill. Is, back in our day, we had to kill a rabbit. But go ahead. To find out. The rabbit died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Remember? right. That, that's not really back in your day. Mm. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it was on a cusp, but go ahead. No, you're was too no, young for there that. There was no stick peeing back in my day. We're going to play another game later called that we're going to make up um, okay. called We're Too Young for That. <laughs> we're too young. Okay. We, yeah. On a, on a further, on a next episode, we're going to come up with things. Um, and dear listener, we would love to hear what you have to say. We're too young for that. Like killing the rabbit to find out if you're pregnant. We're definitely too young for that. Eh, right? Maybe. Well, remember, I'm a lot older than you. You're not a lot older. You're older than I am. You are 45? None of your fucking business. You watch your mouth. All right. Well, I mean, I'm 13 years. If you're 45, I'm 13 years older than you. 12. All right. That's that's a jump. That's right. a small jump. That's a um, yeah. All right, so she she makes this comment on Facebook, and then she she doubles down and she starts more comments. So a girlfriend of mine who has a kid in that grade said, "I don't know that it's really." Instead of attacking her and saying your fucking place to comment on somebody else's either parenting, pregnancy, or she said our place to talk about this person's unconfirmed really struggle. Because nobody's, it's obviously a struggle if you're in middle school and pregnant. Like, that's nobody's first plan. Good choice. So I'm trying to think, is it like my middle school was from fifth to eighth grade? And I'm thinking to myself, this has got to be seventh, eighth grade. And that can't, that's no bueno. Right. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, six, seven, eight. Yep. That's horrific. It is. But isn't it that family's trauma? And if the community could do anything, it would be to support the parents and the child as they go through a terrible experience. All right. So I have four daughters (laughs) and I can't imagine if one of my daughters came home and said in the middle school. Eighth grade. Yep. Or yeah. If she was pregnant, what, what do you do? I mean, how do you handle that? 
You wait to see how some bitch in my backyard comments on it to see how the community has decided to deal with your child and this unfortunate circumstance. Uh, I'll tell you what, th- that woman is commenting on social media about this. She should really just thank her lucky stars. That's not my child. Because if that was my child, there she wouldn't be able to post anymore because everything that she had that you could post on would be destroyed. I think the headlights and taillights in her brand new truck would be yeah. just shattered in the driveway. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. And people were like, I can't believe it either. They're they're so horrible. And you know what? I, I think I might even have, I'm not friends with her, so I don't have her exact post. I don't have it to read from Facebook, but my girlfriend definitely screenshot the thing and her answers. Like, this really isn't appropriate for you to be discussing, if anything, did anybody call her out and say, hey, this is none of your this none of your business? None yeah. She said her yes, and she said, This is my private page. What is it? Oh, um that's true. I have all these different feelings rushing in. I think I got I think I got the message across to my kids that I don't want to be a young mom mom. Oh my God. I just the things she put on there, expecting to hear this in middle school, this is sick, she said. What? My daughter, somebody answers, what? A man. All right. I I don't mean to be a dick. My husband is not on Facebook because he's not a Yenta and he's not trying to, he's too busy picking up shit in my backyard is what I'm trying to say, John. The man's got responsibility. Am I a Yenta? Facebook is not one of them. (laughs) Just found out I'm a Yenta. You don't have, yeah. Well, yes, if if you're on Facebook. What? My daughter is 14. I would be going nuts by now. What a bad mom. Who cares about who we have to open up Listen, a policy? She, yeah. I got to say, she's only a bad mom if she held her down while <laughs> she was having sex. That makes her she a bad mom. Breed. So my girlfriend writes, hey, we live in a very small community. And if this were, if you were this child's mother, would you want people posting about your daughter's situation on Facebook? Please reconsider your post. That was perfect. It was beautiful. And, and she the bitch said-, said she said, I didn't mention any names, or did I? I'm sure you'll be delivering. Oh, so my girlfriend's also a labor and delivery nurse, this girlfriend who said, really, this isn't appropriate. She said, I'm sure you'll be delivering that baby, but it's my Facebook page. Thank you. You know what? Uh, I, uh, first of all, she is. that is true. That is true. It is her Facebook page. If I saw that, it would really make me give her side eye about, you know, that really tells about your character. If you're going to post something like that, you know, what kind of person you really are down deep. And it's a shame. I mean, again, she didn't out anybody. It is her page. She is correct. But still, I find it bad. I find it in bad taste. Again, I forget who I was. Oh, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast and they were talking about social media. And they said, you know, social media is so new that this is a a new, uh, I don't know what we call it. It's a new portion of humanity that we don't even know how to control yet. Because, you know, when we were, uh, I don't know, back in the day, way back in the day, we developed manners to be a civilized, socialized society. Now, this has thrown a whole new monkey wrench in, and we have to figure out rules, manners about social media where we can use it in a civilized, socialized society. 
I hear what you're saying that there should be more of a structure to it, but don't you think some of this shit is common sense? That there's a 13, 14 year old girl and there's this grown ass man saying maybe this post is going to help other people think twice before they they have risky actions. Are you kidding me? This post is just a yenta getting out there to share bullshit because she has nothing going on in her life and needs to shame other people for what's going on in theirs. Shut your mouth, mind your business, and if you do know who it is, offer support. That's the only place you have when something like this is going on. Offer the mother support in some way or the child or for me, Kugel, you want to bring a snack over? You want to, I'm sure she's hungry. Like, let's let's think, let's think what's helpful because your stupid comments on Facebook, not helpful. So what does it say about the person that takes this news yeah. and puts it on a podcast? Um, I would like to shame the jackhole that goes out and, and makes this child struggle fodder for adults to, yeah, I, I do it all the time. Remember I told you, I told parents that they were bad parents for yes. not being aware of their kids' social media. And then I podcasted about it. Right. I, my job is to, is to keep everybody honest and straight and no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I was just teasing you, but I, just, I, I thought it was kind of ironic that we were, like, busting her about doing it on social media to her friends where we're doing this on a podcast that goes around the world. Does it, though? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> do, you think, do you think it goes around my community? Well, I don't know about – well, isn't, doesn't your children's friends listen? They know about it. They listen. Oh, crap. I hadn't thought about them. Hey, Ooh. guys, keep this Shh. on the down low. Keep this <laughs> – <laughs> it's on the download. Keep, keep my secret, guys. Keep my secret. Right. And There's a actually, lot of candy at my house. And right now there are a lot of cookies. So if you're really good. Right. And and we were just kidding about E going to the rub and tug. That's not actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. That C note I gave him and the afternoon free. None that's that. not at all what I meant to do with it. Great. Right. We're, <laughs> we're sitting here. Great. And we're shaming somebody for what she did on Facebook, and meanwhile, we're joking about sending your son to the same massage power in Florida that the owner of the New England Patriots went to. But we're joking. It's jokes. If it's we're good enough jokes. for him, John. Yeah, that's true. Hey, listen, six-time Super Bowl winning uh, NFL owner, if it's good enough for him, why isn't, it, why isn't it good enough for your son? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Besides the fact that he's underage, and that would, be a, that would actually be illegal. He looks like a grown man until you hear him speak. I hear <laughs> Oh, I remember those. Oh, I remember those eight that time. You know, I didn't get a chance to send this to you, but uh, my cousin was going through his garage and getting rid of stuff, and he opened up a box and a bunch of pictures fell out. And he found a picture of me when I was 25. Show me. <laughs> I wish I could. I don't know how I could send it. Oh, I know how I can send it to you. Hang on one second. Mm, yeah. Picture, oh, picture. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna... Do you remember... Do you remember picture in picture when that was like the biggest thing that came out on a TV? PIP on the remote yes. control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, I do remember that. Okay, so we're not let me too find... old for that. Hang on one second. I should be able to I do this here. That. So, did it make you flash back? What's it from? Is it a holiday? If it's it was present? actually me working at my dad's old gas station. Well, it was actually my uncle's at the time with my two cousins, and I just sent it to your phone. I eagerly await. I believe that the Notre Dame fire is is under control, so that makes you oh, feel better. That does, I really don't care. John, I mean, it's a look at you, John. Look at you. <laughs> all of that hair, all of I that know. youth, right? And none of it's gray or white. 
right? Wow, John, you look fabulous. I mean, the arms. Look at the arms. I was shocked by the arms. You look pretty hot in this picture, John. Well, Stu, you. don't listen. <laughs> don't worry. It's all it's all water over the bridge and down the street and in the sewer. Stu, look away. Look away. So anyhow. Wow. So have you ever found a picture of yourself? I mean, we beat ourselves up about how we look at everything. And I remember now at that time, I thought I was fat in that picture. Stop it. I swear. I thought I was, I was fat in that picture. And I wasn't yeah, fat no. in that picture at all. No, not at all. So yeah, it's it's a and how my you mother see didn't yourself. even raise you. That's amazing. Yeah, maybe you're, if your mother would have raised me, I would have been a basket case. To be quite honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> you would have been. <laughs> this is my therapy, no joke. Um, what's crazy, John, is that people post pictures of me on Facebook from a million years ago that I've never seen or don't know about. So from when I was 16 and a camper, somebody with whom I went to camp, we reconnected on Facebook and we must've been packing to go home at the end of the summer. And I went into the trunk or duffel bag. I think it was a trunk and I like locked myself, not locked, but I got into the trunk before filling it with my stuff. And as the trunk door opens to surprise somebody, they took a picture. So there I am, just all arms and legs. I was very- You are that way now. Just You're all army arms and leggy. Legs. Yeah. And uh, now I got a bit of a trunk right now, but I just still army leggy. And I was all folded into this trunk and I thought, I don't even remember- being that young or being that stick-like or cut like a pipe cleaner-like, and is that what you saw? Like, did I see that then? Is it possible to ever really see yourself for what you are? I don't know. But when I said to my cousin, I said, wow, I, I, was, I wasn't fat back then. And you know what he said to me? Prick. He said, <laughs> you were doughy. Doughy. Fuck you. I was doughy. He said I was soft. And John, mushy. how tall are you? Oh, um, right now, 5'11", I'm shrinking. I'm at, the, I'm at the age now where you start to shrink. But at, at, when I was that age, I was six foot, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think you're more than 5'11". I think you're at least, I think you're six feet. I think you're a solid six feet. Again, back in the day, I was really, I mean, I worked in an auto shop and my dad worked for my dad and, you know, carpentry, whatever his project was, my project was. So we were always doing stuff where it was physical labor and all. And I was strong. Back in the day, I was strong. Yeah, that's a structured arm in that picture. Yeah, I was shocked. And, when you, I, I was and shocked. you didn't see you for what you were. No, I, not I do at all. wonder, does anyone ever really have a clear, honest vision of who and what you really are? I'm just telling you now, if you took this John and yeah. went back and dropped them in that body, look out, ladies. Let me just tell you. Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> I'm telling you. If you I could take house. this personality and take it back and put it in that body, forget about it. So forget who was, about who it. was that personality in that body? Who was that? He was very shy. He, that guy there used to go to comedy clubs with his routine all memorized for open mic and was too terrified to get on stage and do the show. That guy in that picture at that time, yeah. I couldn't do it. So, so you were still writing bits and you were still... Yeah. I was doing that, was, that, yeah, but when I was 22, I started going to open mic. And I know that was somewhere between the ages of 22 and 25 because I would go there and work, you know, at different times of my life, I would go there and help my cousins work. Or, you know, between jobs, if I went from one job, I quit one job and was going to go find another job and I didn't have anything, I'd show up. I'd say, hey, got any work for me? And they go, yeah, we could use you for a day or two or whatever. And I used to go there and work with them. 
So that picture threw me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different, completely different human. I, too, was wildly shy. I also, I told you, I had had a nose job when I was 16, and I think that helped crack me out of the shell to let some of what's inside out because I was always afraid to put myself out there. But now my kids are the age where I always say, if I could go back and tell myself something, well, they're there now. So I can't really give them anything because they're not me. They're their own people and they need to figure all this shit out. So I just want to give them confidence to try everything but heroin, everything but fentanyl, like everything <laughs> but. Okay. Right? I want them to try everything. And you know that because I took them to a fencing class once and they're like, we're just going to hurt each other. Can we leave now? Right. <laughs> I was like, yes, we can leave now. They went axe throwing too, right? That was super fun because I think you need to be over 14. But yeah, that was that was a really great – but that's like a family recreational thing. That wasn't a, I'm going to become a professional axe thrower. I saw a video where someone was at one of those axe throwing things and she throws the axe, but she throws it down. <gasps> it hits the ground, bounces, and she ducks and it goes right over her head. I saw that video and I almost shart my pants. And at the end, the guy says, are you ever going to do that again? And they both, she and her husband both said, yeah, we can't <laughs> wait to go back. Morons. <laughs> well, I think she, you know, again, it's just probably one of her first or second throws and she didn't realize, you know, you have to let go a little sooner than later because she threw it right at the floor and it bounced off the floor, bounced off the back wall and went right over her head. At if she quite did a clip, not duck. If oh. she did not chuck, she'd be dead. That would be it. Well, she might have been known as Lefty. She might have <laughs> took an arm. I don't know. It would have been I funny. could not believe that, and they were both excited to go back. But if you look at the very bottom where it bounced off, it was rubber. And where we went, it was still wood. It was wood planks, and it should have absorbed it down there. I don't think that setup was right. That no. could have been a wild lawsuit and not just a super funny video that we all got to see online. Well, the th here's the thing. I think now that if I was that owner of that place, I think I would go in there and put something real soft that if it did hit that, it would absorb it and not bounce. Yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do. That's the definite plan. I heard that you met Jessica's family. I did. Jessica shamed me into coming over. I got, well, I can't tell you. The, we don't have enough time for me to tell you the whole story. It's a whole one back. But what she did was, see, I've known Jessica for quite some time now. She's always wanted me to come over and I always had an excuse or whatever. And I really didn't have time to go to her house that night. But, you know, Emily, my co-host from Hate to Wait was there. And I was kind of going, I was 99% ready to just say, hey, I can't make it tonight. And then she said, Scott said to me, am I ever going to meet this guy? Uh -huh. And I said, that's it. I'm on my way. So I drive down there. We get a chance to see him. Scott's the nicest guy. And I got a chance to meet Isaac finally. Holy cow. Is that kid a bundle of energy? So smart. But I'm not used to being around a child of that age anymore. And it comes back quickly about how fast you have to be around him and the thing about it, too, is when my kids were that age, we childproofed the house. Not them. There's glass tables and pointy edges and stuff all <laughs> over the house. And I'm like, I don't know if this kid's going to make it to six. I have no idea. But there's we'll the see. broken glass room where we where we like to play with him. There's yeah, a bed of nails that we let him sleep on. But he I can tell you right now, he is going to be a performer. He there's there's no shame in his game. 
There's no shyness with him. He comes right at you. Well, you know, he comes right at you. He's got all these things. He's performing as soon as he sees you. Listen, I got a gift. I'm going to show you something. Look what I got. <gasps> you got a Spider-Man Pez dispenser? I got a Spider-Man Pez dispenser. And I keep this Aww. in the studio next to the brilliant uh, family magnet. <laughs> <laughs> and my bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> so The only three gifts I've ever been given. <laughs> I can't believe that he had a gift for me when I came in. I felt so bad. I felt like I should send him something. I might have to That's send so him something. Sweet. He's a sweet boy. He and is. And he is, you said it, he is very bright. I mean, kids are limited by their age. He's he's beyond his age, but his size and what's required of him might be a problem in the future because he's so bright and he just wants to share everything. And I think the world's going to try to temper him for a little while just to keep him at his age. And I, I want them to just open it up and like, like being in a sports car, just open it up and see how it could see how fast it could go. Nothing made me want to have that invention that I wanted of the Benadryl blow dart. Because <laughs> it, it was the end of the night. They were trying to get him to calm down because they're going to take him upstairs. And he was having none of it. And he's jumping around and doing all this stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, <laughs> next, <laughs> next thing you know, down he goes. Poor Isaac. Scott is also a prince. I'm glad you got to meet him. He is a nice, very, very nice guy. And I just, uh, you, you Scott know. Scott and Stuart, you wonder how these two men put up with the two of us. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I, the thing about Scott is, and I don't know, again, I like I said, I had four kids. I've been through that. But when I've been through that, I was 35. Yeah. You know, I was young. I mean, I don't think if I had a child with that much energy right now, I don't think I, I think he would take me out. I don't think I could handle it. You would duct tape him to the wall. Something, yes. <laughs> there would be a containment room for him. Yeah. <laughs> Everything it. in here is round and soft. Go yes. ahead, go play. Have what fun. do you mean the locks on the outside of the door? Yes, yes, exactly. Right. There's a bathroom in there. Try to make it. I, you know, again, but geez. And he's just a normal boy. Just a, you know, a normal boy. And uh, Jessica tried to make him do ballet for me, and he wouldn't do it. But he did show me his karate. So there you go. Maybe you're rubbing off on him after all. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, I think it's time. To, are we done? Because I see cookie Two. math. No, that was my, I bought 12 instead of one. Uh, okay. All right, it's so I'll time start to wrap it up, slip it, rub it down. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know the rest <laughs> of it. The girl's going to do me. Okay. So In here's the. Jacuzzi. Sorry. Here's, no, here's the problem. I don't even know if we can read this out because this is what Jessica does. So let's figure it out. Let's try it. So listen, if you would like to get in time, if you would like to get in contact with us on social media, we would love that. And you can find us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Listen Brilliant. And you can find the show notes for this show. If you tap the little info thing on there, that's the show notes. There's really nothing to see. There's just links there that you can check that out. And we don't have a phone number, so you can't call us. But every Monday night, when Melissa's not in Florida, we and Jessica do, decides to join us. True, but John's always here, and it's not even John's show. We do a Facebook Live over at Facebook Live. Listen, brilliant, I think so. 
uh, that's the page. Just go to our Facebook page. Just at, go to the uh, Facebook. Listen Brilliant. Right. And 8 o'clock every Monday night, we are there. Thank you so much, dear listener. And here's the other thing. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't tell Jessica. No. If you've enjoyed this episode, tell she a friend. She won't listen. Oh, that's right. She won't. know. Oh, she's listening to this one. I guarantee you she's listening to this one. We'll see. She's a busy girl. She's a busy girl. And uh, come on back next week and join us again. Also, you could also, where did that actually come from? Also, you can write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com and tell us if there's something that we are too young to be able, that we shouldn't know because we're too young or something that we're too old to know. Right. Something that John would know. There you go. Right. You wouldn't remember this, but like I just posted on our page a picture of a can of cream corn that I saw at Publix in a big vat in this big, huge container of, of cans of cream corn. And I thought, who eats that? I'd eat the eat. hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you would eat the hell out of it. You know, it's like already been chewed food, right? It's less, you know, it's less uh, hassle on the system. Yeah, no problem. All right, everyone. We'll catch you back here next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.